Welcome to the Dance to Oneness podcast. My name is Amy Shine, and I'm inviting you to discover and explore the many different paths to more possibilities. Welcome, everyone. This is episode 32 of the Dance to Oneness podcast. This week, we have titled the show, What Does It Take to Value You? And I have my good friend and guest here with me, John Wheeler. Um, John Wheeler is a um, psychotherapist, psychologist? Psychotherapist. Psychotherapist. So should we call you doctor? No. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Soon to be doctor is psychotherapist and he's also an access consciousness facilitator. So he combines the tools of access with um, in his um, psychotherapy business, as well as he does lots of other. He does right body for you classes and re relationship done different classes and has a wealth of information. He's also one of the primary oracles for access, which a lot of you are like, what the hell is an oracle? It's just someone who has been able to know information, record information, and even get information from everywhere at any given time. So he is a wealth of information and knowledge. So welcome, John. Thank you. I'm glad I'm here. So the title is, what does it take to value you? Um, and that is really a true question, because it's like, we talk about valuing you and having your own back, but most of us have no idea where to even start with that. So if you like, we're talking to someone and they had no sense of valuing themselves or honoring themselves or having their own back. Um, like for me growing up in a world where it was always about pleasing others and trying to be part of the crowd and trying to fit in and giving myself up, you know, in a heartbeat just to try and fit in yeah, and then feeling wrong all the time. Cause I never really did fit in. How do you go from there to, okay, now I'm actually valuing me. Well, the first one all those examples are like every everything i think i've ever heard from someone you just nailed all of them um and the biggest one being like you want to honor other people especially if you're a kind caring person or you think you're a kind caring person and we go into this like okay well kindness is i'll give up you know whatever i need to give up in order to help this person or care for this person or give them what they need um but when it comes to actually valuing yourself the first piece from my perspective is to actually get to the place where you recognize you can value yourself without making other people less important or less than you. You don't have to separate from people. You don't have to end relationships. You don't have to like cut back on conversations with people who you think may or may not be contributing to your life in order for you to value yourself. You can value you exactly as you are right now with everything that's still in place. Everything you think is right about you, everything you think is wrong about you, everything you think is working, everything you don't think is working, none of that is relevant. What's relevant is, one, do you actually have a sense of who you are in the world? And two, do you actually have a desire to know who you are in the world? 
And what I find is people often say they want to know who they are or they want to like be themselves. They want to go out in the world and inspire. But most people don't actually get to a place where they even know who they are because that requires you to look at you without looking at everyone around you. Yeah, and I love that piece too because it's like it also requires you to look at all those parts and pieces of you that you've decided are so bad and terrible and awful about you. And then the other part of that is it also requires you to look at the pieces that are great about you and not make either sides right and wrong that actually receive all of you. Like, because I know for me for years, like I went to Alcoholics Anonymous before finding access. And then it was always that just like, God, I'm so wrong. I'm so wrong. I'm so bad. I'm so evil. And it was always like trying to hide how bad I was so people didn't see it Mm -hmm. and try to like, and that, that's where the people pleasing would come in because it's like, I'm so bad and I'm so wrong. So now I've got to like make up for it by doing the right thing and people pleasing all the time so that you don't see how bad I am. But actually, if you can actually just, like you said, just be with all those parts and pieces of you, stop making them wrong, then you don't have to give you up anymore. Yeah. And the a big piece that I recognized with the part of, with people pleasing and that comes up often in therapy sessions when I'm working one on one with clients. And the question I like to ask, if you're someone out there who's a people pleaser and you're looking at that's how you get your value, what happens when that person doesn't actually receive it or when there's no one to please? Well, then you're, well, the, what happens is that when you try to pe- try to please someone and they can't receive it, then you go in, well, at least I do, then I go to rejection. Right. They rejected me. Or they, but then I'm actually rejecting myself. Right. <laughs> and that that to me is, it's like, it's a double-edged sword. Because there is a part with people pleasing that's like, okay, cool. Like, if that drives you, like, if that gives you more of a sense of you to be available to other people, then, you know, be that, do that, whatever. And how much greater could that be if you included you in the process? Because if you're giving to people from the from a place where if they don't actually receive what you're giving them, like they're not grateful for you, when you gift to them, then the only way to then make that work is for you to then start to negate the gift that you gave. Like you have to start seeing what you're being with that person as less because they see it as less because the value that you have of you is based on that person's reaction or that person's ability to go, oh, hey, thank you for this gift or thank you for for whatever it is that you're doing. And most of the time, it's far easier to see what's not right about us or to go to the wrongness of us rather than actually looking at places where we are actually being us in the world. Like there's those places where you're actually being valuable to yourself and to others is hard to see when you're judging because yeah. you cannot value yourself and judge yourself at the same time. Mm, mean. Say that again. <laughs> you cannot value yourself and judge yourself at the same time. One more time for the people who still aren't hearing you. You cannot value yourself and judge yourself at the same time. Wow. Wow. So anything that you're in judgment of right now, is a place where you're actually not valuing you. And it's also a place of whatever that the thing is that you're judging, whether it's another person, it's a job, 
it's your bank account, it's your body, like put anything in that, anything that you're judging. You also cannot have the gift of that. You can't even see the value in it. So how do you get out of that? Like, so say you're in a place right now where you are, I don't know, in judgment of where you're at in your business, or you're judging that, you know, you should be making more money at this stage, or you're judging, you know, a lot of people here do access. How many people are coming to my classes? How many people are not coming to my classes? Or you're judging, you know, your relationships or whatever. Yeah. Well, and speaking with access tools or things that we've done in access to shift that, one of the things is go to gratitude. Be Rather than judging that there's not enough people in your class, be grateful for the ones that did choose it. Rather well, than being in judgment of the lack of money in your bank account, be grateful for the amount that is there. And moving from the space of judgment into gratitude, but it's also actually acknowledging when you're judging. Yeah. And, and when, so it's really only when you get present with the judgments that you can change them. Yep. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah. <laughs> you have to get present like, with what you're actually choosing in that moment. Yeah. Like rather just like, you know, cause a lot of times like you're in judgment, but you're kind of like judging from the side. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm like, kind of like, it's almost like a, you know, it's like that automatic thing. It's like, oh, I can't believe I'm still like this, or I can't believe this is still happening. And it just goes on. And you just kind of, I know for me, I just kind of like have a tendency to plow through it, like to carry on regardless. I've always had this energy of no matter what's going on, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> so sometimes I won't actually just like, like you said, like just acknowledge first you're judging, like, because a lot of times I'll just like ignore it, put it to the side and keep, keep, keep going rather than be like, okay, why don't I just sit with this for a second? Yeah. Rather well, than try to plow over it. And then with that too, when you push things to the side, it's like, how many things do you carry through your life then that you're not looking at? And then you're going, why am I so exhausted? Or like, why is it when I talk to this person, I get so angry? Well, there might be other things going on that you've pushed aside and you're not actually acknowledging what's there. Because I know like, again, with this talking about valuing you, part of it is also acknowledging what needs to be handled and handling it when it needs to be handled. So like for me, I know I can come across to some people as rude because I'm usually a pretty direct person. Me like, too. If something's bothering me or something isn't working, I'm just going to tell you, hey, this isn't working. And I'm going to ask you what's going on and we're going to address it so we can move on. Rather than what I see a lot of people do, which is often is passive aggression or like places like they do put their judgment on the side and they're putting on a smile and they're talking on ice and doing all the right things that you're supposed to do to be a kind, caring person. But in the back of their mind the whole time, they're holding a judgment of you. And if you're someone out there who's really aware, you're going, this person's so nice. Why do I want to punch them in the face all the time? Mm. Wow. Well, are they nice or are they kind? Are they in judgment? Like what's actually going on there? Energetically. Yeah. Well, I think for a lot of us too, well, that's a great awareness to have, you know, when you feel bad, like you feel bad, this person's so nice and kind, but I want to punch them in the face. Well, what are you really aware of? Right. And then also, I think for a lot of us too, it's like, we very rarely judge others. We're nearly always in judgment of ourselves, you know? Yeah. So it's like being present with the judgments you have of yourself is also that piece of like, if you can be present with it, then you can actually get to, okay, what's, and what I actually love lately, one tool that really helps me and it's an access tool as well is, first off, yeah, be present and acknowledge what's there, but actually ask for what's the energy underneath it. 
And what I'm finding yeah. a lot is that when I look at what the energy, so if you get like whatever you're judging the most right now in your life or something that's really, you know, irking you lately, if you get present with the energy and then ask for like, actually what's underneath this? Oh, what I tend to find is there's actually a lot of space, a lot of ease, a lot of joy underneath mm. the thing that I'm judging. And is that actually that piece of valuing you, like valuing you enough to actually get to like the gift of you? Yeah, and actually valuing enough to get to the space that's underneath all of the crap in the world. There we go. Because that, because there's the piece too with the presence, and I've never asked this question. And then when you were just talking, I was like, oh, that's a different question in my world. But like right now, have a look at your life, and what are you actually present with? And then to what degree are you present with it? And then you can also ask on the other side, what are you, what's going on in your life right now where you know you're absolutely not present? And to what degree are you avoiding it? And the cool part with presence, like I haven't talked a lot about presence, but I've always been like, oh, well, you know, that's something that I know that I have. And it's definitely something you have as, and well, not everyone, but most therapists who are very good, that's one of the biggest things in their toolbox is the ability to actually be present with people. And there's something about the energy of presence that can change a lot of things. But I'm just getting to even in this without the, with the value piece, again, it's the, it's actually having the value to get present with the space that's actually you. Yeah. And that is not something that we're taught to do well we're taught to like need the heaviness you know so when the judgments come up it's like oh that's familiar let me yeah. swim in that let me swing swim in the wrongness let me swim in the sadness in the madness and even irritability all that stuff frustration rather than actually let me be present with this and actually allow the energy you know we talk about allowance have allowance for what's here and then actually look for what's underneath it yeah And this is, like I said, for me, even in us talking, I'm like, oh, this is a completely different awareness. Even with the question of this episode, what does it take to value you? Well, presence. Presence. <laughs> and it's like a step-by-step -step list, John. Like, Yeah, one thing, one thing it takes, presence. It takes lighting a candle, going for a long hot bath, <laughs> taking one day off. <laughs> and it, you can only do it on a full moon. For some reason, everything always has to be on a full moon. Okay. It just is what it <laughs> Mercury is. Mercury retrograde, yeah. So <laughs> that's so beautiful. Like, Because, yeah, you do think there is that misconception in the world that valuing you is, like you said, like, like you know, massaging, going for massages, and all that stuff can be valuing you and honoring you. But if you actually are not present, you're actually not present for the gift that you are, which is well, the value of you. And that's really cool too with so use the massage for example you can go get a massage and not be present with it totally and then you can get a massage and you can be totally present with it and then and you know when you're not present with the massage that's when you're in judgment of something something's in your head like run it running through yeah and it, and i'm looking at this too like where for anyone out there who's looking at this like you are someone who's desiring to value you more or to get to the space where you have more value of you 
and you're like, oh, well, it's so it's, it's hard work. Like this is one of the things with therapy that I find so interesting when people come in and they're like, you have to work hard. Yeah. Like we're going to, we're going to dig in the trenches. We're going to get deep. We're going to do all this like really hard, emotionally focused work, which for any of the, the people out there who know me, you're probably like, you do that. No, I'm not one of those therapists that does the very emotional, deep level, whatever. And I'm sure there'll be people who make me wrong for it and that's fine. But there's, there's a place in, in that where people come in with these preconceived ideas that to get to more of them, it has to be hard work. Mm-hmm. And like, you really have to do a lot of work and really you can get to a lot of it by simply making the demand and the request of yourself to be present in your life and to be present with what you're choosing and what you're creating as yeah. my dog freaks yeah. out. <clears throat> well, good example, talking about being present, you know, and your dogs are sparking like, like animals and babies, they are incredible examples of being present. You know, do the animals, do the dogs give themselves up to please other people? Or do they include themselves and still please other people? You know, so it's the same like the example of the baby, like a baby doesn't not value them. They just come in with an honor and a being and a presence. They don't have to try and like get to the space of valuing them. But I guess growing up in this world, we've learned to disvalue ourselves. And one of the demands I have, John, as well is um, like, and I, ke- I guess it's like a demand you have to keep making of yourself too. This isn't something you just like overnight, you change it. Right. Um, but like the demand to like, nev- n- like Gary Douglas has it. Like he is willing, like he is so willing to have his own back, never give himself up in the face of any judgment, any vilification. Like he's so much in allowance and he has so so much kindness, so much caring. Might not be like how you think kindness should be, but he does so much gifting in his world, but he will not give himself up for anyone or anything. And that's my ask. That's my demand. To get to that space of like having so having my back so much that no matter what's going on around me, I do not give me up for anyone or anything. And that's the the cool part of it too, if you use Gary as the example, is also he won't give himself up for anyone or anything. And he also doesn't have a requirement to to disconnect or leave anyone either. Yeah. Like, even if like I was looking at when I said, you know, about therapy and people out there will make me wrong for it and okay, whatever. But even in that is also a value of you over the judgment from others, which is a place that Gary Funch is from also. He's not going to give himself up. You could be a totally judgmental person and he's not going to entertain your judgment. And that's been that's been something for me that I've started to look at a lot this year of like where people judge, like either other people or myself, and I can see the judgment and then choosing when I see them doing that, not to make their judgment relevant. It's like, I'm not going to validate your judgment of me. You can judge me. You can see me how you see me, but that doesn't, that's not me. Yeah. Which has been different. Yeah. Not from the definition of you, but knowing and trusting you know you, you got you. You are not what other people judge about you or project onto you. Right. And you're not what people judge you as. Yeah. And that that's another 
And it's interesting too, because I, I keep looking at this and it's what does it take to value and it takes the presence. And a lot of the things we're talking about are all the all the ways in which we take ourselves out of that. Out of presence, yeah. And having other people in your life that judge you or other people who would would do things in a way that would make you feel as though you must please them or follow them or do what they're asking. And it, or even like society as a whole, like there's also just the, the pressure of basically existing on the planet of like, what's the right moral thing to do? What's the correct way to be? And that, that's sometimes some of the coolest conversations I have in therapy is when people come in and they're like, well, I'm wrong. I just, like I had one client, it was probably the greatest conversation I had was a client who came in and said, I said, what, what would you like to get out of therapy? And they said, I would just like to know what's wrong with me. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, I'm just going to, and I even, t- I was like, I'm just going to stop you right, right there. Like this is right at the beginning of the conversation. I said, something I'm going to challenge you if you're going to meet with me is what if there's nothing wrong with anything you've ever done or anything you've ever chosen and to see their face and then they cried and it was like it was just this beautiful experience because i could tell that was the first time someone looked at them and said hey nothing that you've ever been you've ever done you've ever chosen has ever been wrong and i and i started to hear it more which makes me laugh but in the moment i was like there's no right what if there was nothing that was right or nothing that was wrong what if you actually just look at what works? Yeah. You don't need to get your choices right or wrong. Be in the question of what works. And is this still working? Is it working to judge you? Is it working to make other people's judgments of you true? Or is it working to fight other people's judgments of you? And that's also like where, what like what do you value? What, what are you supporting in the world? Are you valuing the wrongness and the rightness of you? Are you va- valuing you as a being like you, you, you know, and that same thing, like, do you, do you make judgments more valuable? Like you said about Gary, you said he doesn't make any judgment anyone has of him or anything relevant. And right. so like I, we make, we make judgment more valuable than ease, joy and glory. Yeah. You know. And, and in that too, if you don't make other people's judgments relevant and you don't make them meaningful, then you actually have choice. And that is probably one of the coolest things to get about this piece about valuing yourself is when you actually have the value, like when you actually get to a space where you value yourself and you actually have a sense and a presence of, of what you are in the world or who you are in the world, then you actually have the freedom to actually be that. Because if you're constantly judging yourself, if you're constantly looking at what you're not doing or you're not being, then all you're ever going to see is what you're not. Rather than what you are. Yeah. Yeah. So, John, is there anything else, like, um, that you'd like to say about this? Like, about so we said, like, okay, what does it take to value you? So first off, like, getting present, but also getting present with the judgments you have. And then you also spoke about, like, having gratitude for where you're at, like turning those judgments into gratitude. Is there any other element here we haven't spoken to yet you'd like to add in? That's a great question. There's nothing else in my head at the moment. Yeah. I guess as well, you already kind of spoke to like, like the demand, the demand, making the demand. So like 
kind of like summing it all up into one nice package is like yeah. like the all these elements like add to the you valuing you like like you said you like you also have to demand to de value you right and you have to have the demand in your world like again of not making other things relevant so it's having yeah. the presence with yourself actually getting a sense of what you are in the world and then not allowing things to remove you from that whether it's people's judgments of you or judgments of yourself um being like actually making the demand to be aware when you're not being present and be willing to see what you're making meaningful because that's a big piece of value is what you assign meaning to like things that are if you look at the things that are valuable in your life most of the things that you'll name are probably outside of yourself yeah first thing i value my car i value my partner i value my family i value my business i value access i value my school i value my as i'm petting my dog so she doesn't bark and things i value my pet it's like yeah. i value my body and my health but at what point do you get present and value things that are intrinsic about you mm. that are you like your kindness your presence your space your like, directness your yeah. like what if you could actually start to value the things that people have judged about you all your life you know, yeah. you talk about being direct. I love that. I love people who are direct. I'm direct. I was made wrong for it all my life. I was told I was too blunt, too direct, too harsh. But what if that's actually what's valuable about me? You know? Yeah, I used to, I used to have the personal joke to tell people, if you don't want my opinion, don't ask for it. Yeah, I was the same. I was that person. If you were like, if someone like, you like, press on me, I'd be like, yeah. no. Like, I, was gonna say, I would not be the person you'd say, does this dress make my butt look big? Yeah. So, and I'd probably say, "Do you really want me to answer that?" Do you really want the truth? Yeah. So, <laughs> one of the things we could do, and I actually might do this myself tonight, is actually like I love to like write. I have a journal, you know, and a pen. A journal. I have a pen, um, but I have many journals, and so maybe like you could write like a list of all the things that are that are actually valuable about you, like you not yeah. like not your life because actually you know like one of the things we used to do before like in AA was do gratitude lists and it was always like I'm grateful for my parents and I'm grateful for college and I'm grateful and you were never like you you would never put you on the list so I right. love that exercise you just kind of said like what's intrinsically valuable about you like you intrinsically and like I wonder how many things that you've made wrong about you are actually the gift of you and that's actually valuable about you yeah and if and you I, wanted to, yeah, you go wanted ahead. to do a, a quote unquote gratitude list, what I would do is write down a list of all of the judgments that you have of yourself. And ask and what go that through, is. Yeah, and go through each of those judgments and change this, the energy in your head, even just in your head of your thinking, change it from, well, I hate this about myself to I'm really grateful for this. Yeah. And see what changes. I like that. If you actually start to be grateful for the things that you judged about you, would that actually allow you to value you? That's brilliant. I'm going to do that. Oh, wow. We've been doing lists all night. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, and it's funny, and I, yeah. I will just drop it on myself here, but this is one of those topics, too, that I am doing a three-part telecall on. Yes, and I was going to ask. I personally have never done a multi-part series and I was talking with my team and we're like, what if you do something on valuing you? And I was like, 
okay, let's just do a telecall called valuing you. Yeah. And then I sat with the energy and I wrote the description and then I was looking and looking. I was like, we're not going to get to what's available with this with one call. And so I was like, okay, fine. I'll, you know, step up. I'll do a three-part series. So it starts December 11th and you can find it on my website, john-wheeler.com. Just go to classes and events and it'll be there. Yeah. And it's going to be three calls. One, I think it's one every week and we're going to get on free form like Amy and I have done this podcast. We've got the valuing you as a topic and we'll get on and we'll go and see um, where we go and what's yeah. available with it. And someone's asking, can you give an example? And I'm thinking it might be an example of something you'd put on your gratitude list. So I can give an example. Go for it. I think what you mean, what she means is like, um, so if you look at something that you, that you were, you judge about you or that other people judge, judged about you or something that you see as a wrongness of you so say for me it would be um being too direct like being i was told i was harsh growing up like too harsh too direct so if i look at that and i go okay what's if i was first of all if i was grateful for that what would that create <sighs> and then i would actually go what is actually the value what is valuable about that that i've never acknowledged Yeah. And the la the piece I wanted to say too, John, was uh, I think I heard Dane say, like Dr. Dane here, that um, the things that you think are wrong about you are usually the things everybody loves about you. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> like other, other humanites are like, I love that about you. I love that yeah. you're so direct and bluntly honest. Like, you know. So if you're looking for people to have to, to add to your life, Look for the ones who enjoy what you think is a wrongness. There you go. There you <laughs> Stop go. looking for the people who like everything about you or who uh, judge everything about you and start looking for people who like everything about you. Yeah. What would it take to people who enjoy your quirks and your weirdness? You know? Which would be also great advice for anyone out there looking for a relationship. <laughs> yeah. Instead of creating it from judgment, maybe Find create someone. it from gratitude and someone who values you. And start with maybe valuing yourself and your relationship. But I know that's asking a lot. <laughs> now we're getting into whole relationship calls. So <laughs> thank you so much. Your website is in my um is in the the link or whatever the, the description. description. Um so people can go there, they can look into and sign up for your valuing you telecall if you want. And thanks for coming on. It was thanks great chatting you. Like always. And um, Okay, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Dance to Oneness podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe. If you'd like to know more about what I have to offer, you can find me at www.amyshine.net.